0: enough with embrace debate pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox yet very little actual content it's time for a change a voice from the fan for the fan the most compelling topics in sports all covered here this is Corbett's Corner all right, welcome in. Hope everyone had a solid weekend. This is the Monday edition of Corbett's Corner, heavily NFL-focused um, college basketball coming your way on Wednesday um, as we've got a kind of a light slate and we've got NFL doubleheader for Monday Night Football tonight and then, of course, Tuesday Night Football. So we're excited. Matthew cruising with us. I'm Dylan Corbett. Uh, Tyler Dawson might be joining us. You might pop in uh, to discuss the Vikings almost lost. I told you, over a week ago, the Jags were going to cover that game. Um, I took the lions just because the bears have been an absolute dumpster fire for six straight losses now. And the floor is yours, Matt. Um, was that just because I'm looking at the stats, Trubisky played, you know, well, the numbers were there. Defense got to have some issues. That's back-to-back games where you've given up, uh, what over 30, right? Um, and it just, Trubisky, I mean, I feel bad for him. You just can't, that's such a boneheaded mistake. You didn't even see the guy coming off clear to him. Uh, was not protecting the football in any way on third down, right, when you basically had that game in the bag, uh, if you could just get a first down or maybe even just pump that away and get a stop. Uh, so just a disastrous loss at home. Matt, where's your morale at?
1: Uh, it's, not, it's not a disastrous loss. It is the final riding on the wall. Like, um, that's kind of what I said against Green Bay and also the Vikings with how bad they were, like – the silver lining was this regime is done, but this one truly does it because if they would have won yesterday, if they would have scratched their way out to eight and eight, nine and seven. They would have had um, a much stronger argument on behalf of themselves of you know give us one more year, especially because the GM and coach each have one more year left on your uh, on their deals. But they're done after this. That was as bad as bad gets. Uh, bad teams find ways to lose games <laughs> with like less than five minutes left. They had a 99.1% chance of winning, and then their uh, amazing defense allowed Matt Stafford to go 94 Mm -hmm. yards with ease. Uh, On that drive where Trubisky fumbled on second and seven, they throw the ball (laughs) uh, incomplete pass, so then you have to throw again on third down. There's just – my no. favorite was
0: the, uh, the fourth down halfback dive with Montgomery that got stuck. Right, yeah.
1: So when you, uh, when you need to run the ball, you throw the ball, but then when you need to probably do anything to pick up that first down, you run a halfback dive. Uh, not good enough, but, hey, it's okay with me. This team wasn't going anywhere this year. Uh, this regime is done. Nagy, Pace, gone. Ted Phillips, the, uh, the president, is, the latest I've heard is he's going to retire. They needed to fire him 10 years ago um he'll be gone they will trade kyle fuller akeem hicks probably khalil mack they'll have a new quarterback they will have new offensive lineman ellen robinson will probably walk away in free agency um mm-hmm. it's going to be a couple long years ahead most likely but hey get your quarterback in the next one to two years start developing them get a new get the right coach get the right gm and hopefully this thing will get turned around but this year is a uh, long long gone
0: Is this the year? Yeah, and again, you said it's not disastrous because now you you see the writing on the wall. You've got your answer. This isn't working. Uh, We need a change, get a higher draft pick if you keep on losing games. Um, But is this the year for a quarterback? I'm looking at, you know, it's Lawrence, it's Fields. Kyle Trask is moving up. He's kind of having the Burrow effect, right, where we talked about two guys. It was Tua and Herbert, and then uh, Heisman year for Burrow gets him the number one pick. I think you could see the same thing for Trask. I don't think he's going to overtake these guys but maybe overtakes fields who knows fields with maybe not the best tape here on what could be his final year uh as an ohio state buckeye so yeah is there anyone you're highlighting whether it be quarterback this year next year and maybe head coaching i was looking at the coaching carousel too i've got some words on who i'd like to be the falcons head coach but do you have any kind of wish lists for your bears
1: uh for one i think fields is going to be the fifth quarterback taken i think uh trevor lawrence is going to go ahead of him I think second one off the board will be Zach Wilson or Trey Lance from NDSU. Those are the two I would want the most outside of Lawrence. But then, yeah, Trask could pass him up in the draft. Uh, Mac Jones could be in the first round. So you're looking at six guys who are fringe first-rounders, possibly uh, four, almost at a minimum three, are going to go in the top ten. So, yeah, I think, no, the Bears won't get one of those top – three or four guys. Cause they're going to be drafting somewhere between like 12 and 16, yeah. 18 range. Um, but I do see, look for them to target Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, uh, end of the third, first round, beginning of the second. After that, the year after that, I don't know. I think the best, uh, pro prospect in college football right now is dj uncle Louie from clemson he's not, <laughs> no eligible. Kidding. he's not eligible for the draft for two more years so hey maybe that's where the bears are if they you know if Foles plays next year and then they're gonna have another top 5 10 pick and that you never know um so i think more of a developmental guy this year rather than that top guy from day one as for uh gm coach no one stands off the top of my head but i'll say this the bears never fire mid-season they didn't do it with uh Lovie Smith, they didn't, well, they fired Lovey after a 10 and six season. So obviously that didn't happen mid season. That was, that always gets brought up. You know, you filed, you fired Lovey after 10 wins and it's never been good since. Tressman disaster, John Fox disaster, Matt Aggie turning into disaster. Anyway, they never fire in season, but they need to do it. I was hoping today would be the day because there's four other teams with head coaching and GM vacancies that are lining up to interview these guys. They're not going to wait for you to say, Oh, let's, you know, let's everyone know who we need and then we'll go get them equally. uh, get them out, clean house sooner rather than lighter so you can start that search.
0: Speaking of hot seats and Lovey Smith, uh, watch out there in Champagne. Uh, that record's looking terrible by the year. Um, yeah, so again, the, you brought up the point. Maybe not. Go, you're not going to be able to steal like you know the face of the franchise guys, but maybe do what the Broncos did when they took Drew Locke. Maybe do uh, whoever the hell took Jake Fromm. You know, um, maybe one of these projects you can get, and hopefully they pan out like a Russell Wilson. Um, yeah so I'll, I'll dip to the Falcons I foolishly got suckered into thinking they were going to win that game again uh, they almost did at the end Julio Jones I mean he would have almost had like this crazy one-handed catch in the Hail Mary um, you know and it reminded me of when Julio Jones dropped that pass to beat the Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl which was uh, it was either the wild card or the I believe it was the wild card in the Falcons Year after they lost in the Super Bowl, 28-3, still had a great team, and they gave it up to uh, Nick Foles' Eagles because Julio Jones, it was a tough catch. You know, it's one that maybe not – it's one that you expect Julio Jones to make uh, if you guys maybe missed that play. But I'll remember that because that's when it went went south. Now we're talking a rebuild. We don't have a running game. Todd Gurley is back to Todd Gurley. He's got 2.6 yards per carry since week six. Um, I want Lincoln Riley so fucking bad. Uh you know, like would he come? Because here's my thing is like what look at the jobs. Yeah, the Jets are going to be attractive, but they're the Jets. You know, the expectations are gonna be high. Houston, you've got Deshaun Watson, but who the hell are you gonna to throw to? I mean, Cooks is okay, but he's not it's not exactly a one two punch that is going to terrorize the AFC. Um, so I'm looking at Lincoln Riley, a guy who, yeah, you know, is he's in Oklahoma right now, right? You know, it's not exactly star studded city. If you wanted to get more money, uh, essentially, maybe, if he wanted to have more control, if he wanted to make that leap to the NFL. Wouldn't you want an established guy? Maybe it's not your guy, but at least an established guy. Matt Ryan has got a few years left, arguably one of the best receivers in football in Julio Jones and Ridley. Like, wouldn't you want to come and take advantage of an offense that's clearly there, but then you need the defensive side of the ball to do something? You come in, get your own running back. I don't know. I'm just making a plea. Arthur Blank, please whatever money you want give it to Lincoln Riley because you know if there, I don't want hardball if there's going to be a guy to make that jump from college to is Brian Kelly uh he's another guy that's always floated around and making the leap to the NFL he's flirted with it but this is the year that's you know everything's going his way right why would he leave Kelly's
1: probably not going to go anywhere I'll say two things about Lincoln Riley one I think if he – when he does, if he makes that jump, it's to have a young QB. Yeah. I not know if Matt Ryan. He's not going to come with a 37-year-old quarterback who's got one or two years left. He wants to start fresh with someone, whether that be his quarterback – like a rookie quarterback that he drafts, um, whether that be – Yeah, come
0: coach us for two years and then draft DJ and then we're good.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I see that, too. I don't want Lincoln Riley. He He has offense figured out in the Big 12 – Okay. True. Uh, I mean, he has developed quarterbacks. You see that, Kyler Murray and, you know, Baker Mayfield, but he's nothing special. Here's the guy I would want if I'm going from the college ranks, and he's technically not at college right now, is Urban Meyer. I think he's not done coaching, um, even though he's hotly rumored to Texas right now, um, getting back to college. So, that's a name. I think I – I don't know. When, they hi- when the Bears hired Matt Nagy, I didn't know who Matt Nagy was, like, until we – you know, until they interviewed him. Like, okay, this is a Chiefs guy. I was fine with at the time, and I absolutely loved it for the first year. I even liked it last year when they were 8-8, eight and eight mm-hmm. with statistically the worst offense. Granted, he's supposed to be the offensive guy. You can't have the worst offense in the league like that. But I was like, okay, this guy's good. Long story short, I think what I look for in a coach, I want a special teams coordinator. A guy who's done it for several years. No, seriously, because they they understand all aspects of the game. Yeah. Harbaugh in Baltimore. Tomlin was a special teams guy. I think Pat, uh, Pete Carroll has a special Joe Judge. Background. Most right. recently, special teams coordinators have a good feel. And then if you know you get one of those guys, they bring in. It's the coordinators who really make you uh, make you good at what you do. So um, it's, it's the yeah, guys I, you
0: haven't heard of. I never heard of Jeff Halfley, and now I can't get enough of him. You
1: know, I I actually learned in the last week or two that my defense, our defensive coordinator, Notre Dame Clark Lee, he was the finalist for the BC job last year. He was really between Haefeli and him. So uh, he's hotly rumored to Vanderbilt. Now he's a Vanderbilt alum played their coach there they have an opening so keep an my, eye out
0: for that my only thing with urban is like god he's he's just a college coach to me like there, and i know that pete carroll's made that transition so well but just a guy that's uh you know maybe urban is that guy that can is he going to command the respect of these nfl players you know i i, I guess I he think, is i
1: think he would more than anyone at the college ranks that's coming to the nfl him and saban are at the top of that yeah. list yeah
0: uh, my only thing, too, is uh, look what Matt Rule did to Big 12 defenses. And he, he's actually did – well, he's got Joe Brady helping him, too, I guess, but uh, he's made a decent transition for Carolina. I'm not
1: saying uh, Riley won't be successful. I just don't think he's some godsend like everyone might think.
0: Right. Um, what do you think the Falcons are going to do as an outside looking in? Are, are they – because Blank, Arthur Blank, the owner, was kind of non-committal about Matt Ryan, which didn't you know alert me, but – you know, Arthur Blank's usually too committed to people to a, a fault to look at Dan Quinn. So I, are we going to be stuck in purgatory, or are we seriously talking about a rebuild is what I'm kind of wondering.
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm pulling up his contract now. Question for you while I pull this up. Is their GM still employed? Is he, like, safe No, or- they
0: cleaned house. It was uh, – so Dimitrov got fired with – Dimitrov, was, he, he needed to go, my God. Uh, but, yeah, him and Quinn were pretty much linked from the get-go. So, yeah, new GM, new – that's, that's what's entertaining. Like, maybe we get some personnel control for somebody. Who knows? Brand-new stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
1: Let's see. So, Ryan still has – he's got potential out, and he's got at least one or two years left, a lot of dead money. Yeah, they would have to find someone to eat that cap. Otherwise, they'll stick with him for at least two more years, uh, maybe yeah. even three. I don't know. I honestly don't know what you guys will do. What other openings are there? Obviously, the Jets are on their way. Uh, uh, Lions, the Chargers.
0: I think is probably if that happens is going to
1: Chargers, be. Jets, and then we already have Jacksonville, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Detroit. Okay. Yeah. It, there's always like seven or eight teams every single year without fail.
0: Yeah. Um, that'll wrap up our NFL talk. Just a recap, um, we'll get into rate the take again. We debuted it last week, we're going to do it again here. Matt actually pointed out to me, rightfully so. You know, hot takes, not usually a good thing, right? You know, we're playing with just limited, very limited, uh, sound bites, as you guys uh heard from uh, last week. But uh, so we've got, and I've got maybe I'll have Brendan uh, kind of voice this one, but we've got the hot take, which is like, ah, you know, I've never heard that, but I think that's crazy. You've got the cold take, which is like, dude, there's no fucking way that is happening. You're an idiot. Then we've got the lukewarm take, the properly rated take. I don't know. I'll find a, I'll find a uh, soundbite for that. So bear with us there. In the meantime, I've got three statements here. We're going to get Matthew Cruz and myself's take here, how we will rate uh, each of these three sentences. First off, You guys know where I stand on Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a lock for the MVP. But oh my God, there is one guy making me stay awake at night. Rate the take, Matt. Aaron Rodgers will win the MVP this
1: year. Uh, He's right there, so I'll say lukewarm. That's a hot take because he's not going to win it. I guess I think he's going to finish too. Uh, Mahomes, it's. Him And then it is a big gap between the other three or four guys that we had been talking about all year, mainly Russell Wilson. Uh, Kyler has taken a huge drop off. Josh Allen has come back to earth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, I, Rogers is very much alive. I'd say right now it's like 60% Mahomes, 30% Rodgers, 10% field.
0: So I took Mahomes to win the MVP two weeks ago when he was minus 150, maybe it was three weeks ago. Uh, and then last week he was minus 400. That was before what Rodgers just did in the Mahomes was, you know, not exactly Mahomes-esque against the Broncos. So I'm interested just with the stats. Mahomes leads the league by over 300 yards passing, you know, so he's always going to do that. They are both identical in average yards per attempt. Um, but the touchdowns, Rodgers leads the league with 36, Devontae Adams – really starting to make a good case for best wide receiver in the league. I mean, he's done it with not even another guy next to him stealing away coverage. Um, But Mahomes 31 and two. I mean, that's just absurd.
1: I want to talk about some receivers, but I'll wait and see your next two statements just in case you had something like that in mind.
0: I do not. So you can uh, feed them in here.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, I just, okay. So right now Adams is, Game by game, the best receiver in the NFL. He's played less games than a lot of guys, and he is um, still up there in counting stats: yards, catches, receptions. Week by week, he's hit like the. It's the connection that him and Rodgers have developed. It's second to none. We saw it with Jordy Nelson and Rogers, and then we before that it was Donald Driver. Before you know, it, it's what him and Rogers are doing. No one else is. But I was, I'll say this: rate this. Take the Minnesota Vikings have the best wide receiver combo duo in the NFL.
0: Uh Jesus! They will. Well, what worries me because I'm still going to put Julio and Ridley over them. Um, just par- probably personal bias. Uh, Jefferson's going to be – that dude's going to take over the league. I mean, it's so funny that the Raiders oh, took uh, Ruggs over him. I mean, it's just crazy. Oh, Rager. Who uh, – <laughs> Rager. Who would you put in there? I'm drawing a blank on some other combos here.
1: Uh, pride. Vikings and Falcons are up there for duo. I'll say that the Steelers have the best trio. Of yes. Juju, G- Deontay Johnson. And How about players.
0: this? Chiefs, if you uh, throw Kelsey in there as a weapon.
1: If you, okay. Yeah. If you're throwing Kelsey in there, that duo is up there. Also. Dude,
0: he's like third in the league in receiving. It's him and Hill. Yeah. They're both over a thousand. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, it, that's
0: yeah, interesting, it. though, because Thielen's a touchdown machine. Uh, Jefferson that dude's already over a thousand yards he's going to be like the best receiver in Minnesota since Moss
1: he is uh on pace to break Moss's rookie records which is just ridiculous and how
0: are our Vikings uh faithful doing uh after they nearly pissed that one away but they're still on the outside looking in but they leaped uh, Arizona did they not I think they're a game back at Tampa they Bay. Are, now. who they, they face uh...
1: They technically I guess they have the tiebreaker. It probably comes down to conference record or something because if the end of today they would be in Arizona would be out. Uh, if you asked Ty, I'm sure he would say that they're going to win the Super Bowl still. So, um, <laughs> yeah, all joking year. aside though, um, they really turned it around from a one in five start. They have a tough one this week.
0: Well, here, yeah, here's a take for you. I've got uh, the Vikings beating the Buccaneers this week.
1: That's a hot take. Oh, That's hot, good. hot, hot, hot. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, uh, I feel like Brady's typically really good off a of bye, but we'll see. Here's a name sure. to keep an eye on. Uh, Eric Kendricks hurt himself in pregame warm-ups yesterday, a non-contact calf injury. Mm. They will be hurting badly if he is not back next week. I, it's day-to-day, so we'll see. Non-contact um,
0: calf screams to me, that might be Achilles. You know, like – Yeah, he to... was
1: walking around, so I don't – you know, nothing like on the shelf. We'll see. So they have – the Bucs this week, they play a depleted Bears team after that. Saints and Lions. The question is if they go 8-8, eight and eight, which is what you would expect based on that yeah. schedule, does 8-8 eight and eight get them in? That is the question. It's
0: if the Bucks and then one other tough team, right? You're basically going to have to try and split one of those to go 9-7. And, yeah. and Saints. and
1: so, Saints. God, uh, I fucking hate the Saints. And then, if, you know, that would be the question then could – the Niners or Cardinals get to nine and seven. Uh, I got the uh,
0: Niners winning tonight. I know we're against each other on that.
1: Cardinals are playing really bad, but they have the Giants who are actually playing a lot better yes. and the Eagles. So they could be eight and six and then they play the Niners in the second to last week. That'll be a game worth a lot.
0: All right. One last NFL for you. Uh, rate the take. I don't actually believe this and I'll explain more later, but this is obviously um, something that's very pertinent here after the Hail Mary from yesterday. Rate right to take, the Jets will go winless this year.
1: They will go winless. That is lukewarm. They put in <coughs> to lose yesterday. Oh, yeah. Now, um, okay, I, I kind of am torn on that last play. So, they sent, like, eight guys. I don't know why you're sending eight. But I don't have a problem with sending pressure because, I, you know, the faster you get there, then guys can't run 50 yards down the field to even get to where they need to be. Now, they said that means they had at least four maybe five receivers what the hell are you doing they will go winless. I don't do they. what's I gotta pull up their last four that was the one though to win they have Seahawks lost Rams lost they will go winless Patriots week 17.
0: All right you ready well here's uh here's what I got for you and first of all let's dissect that play so Greg Williams the defensive coordinator remember he was uh involved in Bounty Gate with the Saints he got like banished for the league for a couple of years you've seen him on hard knocks just a real rough kind of brash guy uh, and he's, you know, he hasn't given anyone any indication except when he was with the Saints telling people to hurt people for money that he's any good at his job. Uh, so he calls, and it's again, I, I heard, I think Schefter tweeted this out. This is an incredible stat. 251 plays in the last, you know, so years in which a team is down between four and eight points, and there's a Hail Mary scenario. Uh, until 251 of the uh, 250 of those had gone one way where uh, no one called an all-out blitz. Uh, so Greg Williams calls an all-out blitz. But again, apparently he's done this before um, in previous stops. He gets fired today. Um, here's what I've got for you in terms of the Jets going winless. You mentioned they've got four games left. I've got the Jags beating your Bears week 17, which would clinch the first overall pick for the Jets they stunned the pats week 17 just like <laughs> last year the dolphins remember the dolphins came into gillette and took away the patriots so that's
1: no I, I'll, I'll i'll i will say that if the patriots are not in playoff if they can't make the playoffs in week 17 i'll agree they will that will we'll find a way to get that two or three spot higher pick by losing he doesn't care um Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. And the Jets
0: were just trying to avoid being in the conversation. (laughs) If they got Lawrence, they would try to avoid, uh, you know, Uh, being with the Browns.
1: So I got here. Last thing, I gotta circle around to my futures. The Bears are fucking me, but I have all right. I had Jacksonville under four and a half. That clinches with their next loss. They're one and eleven. I have Dallas, who already clinched like three weeks ago. Correct. Uh, They were under ten. And then now I have the Bears at over eight. I don't think they're going to get there going three and one. So I will just, I had more, I had four on the Bears, three on the other two. So I'll just barely come positive. But the uh... Bears were five. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 5-1 is just unbelievable. That's that's a bad beat right there. Let's see what I got. Yeah, I've just got Mahomes. I've told you I've taken the Chiefs. I think they're going to do there. I've hedged with the Packers plus 900 to get to the Super Bowl. I just took them to win the NFC because I think they're going to get home field. I think the Saints are going to slip up here once and the Packers have an easy route on the way. Yeah,
1: uh, Saint, Saints Saints play uh, Kansas City in a couple Kansas of weeks, City, so yeah. I, I and then the who Packers, knows – uh,
0: is this Breeze's still team? I mean Hill. Yeah, he's not exactly throwing, but first two career touchdown passes against the Falcons last week. I know what good is that to the Falcons, but uh, you know the record. Well, again, just like last year, Bridgewater was what five and zero, and he gave up the reins once Breeze came back.
1: Yeah, yeah we were. Well, I mean, remember. I think they started one and two or two and two. We were all over them. they won nine in a row. Yeah, that's um, oh, God. We knew that Peyton had, like, a fetish with Taysom Hill while breeze, uh, breeze was healthy. He would throw him out there all the he time. He would force plays for him. Or, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I think we'll see more.
0: Last one to get us out of here. I doesn't really have any notoriety for the time, but we do have NBA preseason getting underway soon. The regular season starts on Christmas, a couple days before Christmas. I, you know the NBA is the easiest uh, sport to repeat, and it can't be overlooked what the Lakers did this off season. So, rate the take the Lakers repeat as champs this year.
1: Mm, they might. Uh, I'll say Brooklyn Nets win it all.
0: Mm, okay, I'm going to call hot I'll, take on
1: I'll, uh, that. Uh, yeah, no, that's hot take. I would say the Lakers are a. That's a. I'm worried about take. the Clippers. I mean, cause yeah, here's, uh, here's the uh, thing. If,
0: coach? sorry. Who's yeah. If coach? the Lakers were, uh, if the Lakers were going to like, if LeBron, he's already tweeted out and who knows, you know, he's always tweeting out stuff, but he's basically said he wants to cherry pick the season, you know? So are they going to, are the nuggets going to get the first seed? Is that going to matter? Uh, that's my only worry there. Nets were only plus two seventy five to win the East. I saw, which was interesting.
1: Yeah, East is gonna be, both it'll be interesting. It's probably more balanced coming into this year as it has been on both sides. The East, you have, uh, you got the Heat, you got the Nets, you got Celtics are still there. You got yeah, the Bucks, Bucks Sixers. Sixers, I
0: mean Sixers, Raptors. And
1: then, yeah, the, yeah, East is uh, it, Both are loaded. You got uh Timberwolves season win total was twenty nine and a half. I lean under. <laughs>
0: oh my God, is it really? I'm going to smack that. Uh, I think they 30. got the wrong guy. Oh. I think, I think Lamelo is going to be the best guy in this draft. Just another team's disaster. I think uh, Edwards is Wiggins. I literally think he's Wiggins, uh, but we'll see. I mean, we should get season ticks or something. We gotta, we gotta, Oh, how about this? Uh, we didn't talk about this on core bets, but I was thinking about fading the loons, the loons right there in the semifinals, but I can't anymore. I'm moving in seven days. They're my official team. There it is. The stamp. I will never bet against them again. Uh, but w- what do you like for the chances tonight, Matt?
1: And i say you don't get rich betting against the Loons. Um, I, th- I don't have numbers in front of me, but they got to be one of the most profitable MLS teams. Uh, I've not seen them lose in person. I think they're 4-0, including, like, the first time three years ago or four years ago when they were playing at TCF Bank in their first season at the MLS. Yeah. They had, like, two wins all year, but I was there for one of them, correct? That's uh, it. We'll see. I'm uh, all these games have been going into like extra time. I know. So. Um, hey, they were in this game a few months ago in the bubble, the bubble final four, uh, Western Conference Finals. I remember, and I put this on uh, public airwaves back when you were the, on the uh, Nate Brown Show with Dylan Corbett. You guys did a trivia question of which Minnesota or denver sports team will be the next to win a championship and yeah. i called it i said the loons and i stand by that statement notwithstanding the links um it's the loons and they're gonna get it done this year
0: oh i like that um and then ty's got the vikings win the super bowl so it should be a fun year for uh, minnesota uh one week and i'm out there i'm palm t's matt Cruz, and i'm dylan corbett uh ty Dawson was supposed to join us he'll probably talk vikings after they beat the bucks next week yes uh college hoops coming up on wednesday god i recorded winging it last night it is so fucking funny that's gonna drop tomorrow i've already edited it it's laugh out loud funny uh so keep it plugged in here dylan Corbett. you can search it on uh youtube apple pod spotify you get all the menu items for you there corbett's corner corbett's daily that's dropping today as well winging it tomorrow um So, yeah, as always, we appreciate you, the listener, and we will talk college hoops for you on Wednesday, winging it tomorrow, and Corbett's dropping as well, new guests better. Check it out.